0: So, like, human like, beings. They, they experience things differently. Some people take acid and murder each other. Some people just freak out and have to go to the med tent.
1: Yeah, you thought I was having freak out experiences on ketamine?
0: One time at Camp Bisco, <laughs> um, I w- was in uh, the tent. STS9 was playing a late night set and um. Me and the guy, Barry, that I actually just referenced to upstairs um, were splitting a little bit of that spirit molecule on top of two different kinds of smooth jazz. And I like went into a state. This was the year that it was super muddy, like like famously (laughs) muddy. Okay,
1: so that was what, 2010?
0: Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I wandered out of the time. was
1: 2009, right?
0: Yeah, Yeah, it was it was. A long fucking time. Yeah, ago. Yeah. And I wandered out of the tent and was like, I'm not okay, I'm not okay, I'm not okay and wandered out like during the set. Just yeah. out into the darkness and kind of went into a state, my eyes closed, and they I reopened them and I was in the woods. Oh my god. And I was like, Oh my fucking God, fuck and I literally closed my eyes and just kept walking. <laughs> and the next thing I knew I was on top of a car. Okay. In the parking lot. The furthest lane you could go of the field before the road. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I was laying on a dude's car on the hood of his car with just my head on his windshield.
1: Like in the parking lot where you ended, basically. Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. At the back corner of it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Splayed out and dumping a bottle of water on my face. Okay. Like I come to the water splashing on my face. I'm. Dumping it on my face.
1: Haven't I read this story in short story form?
0: Maybe. Okay. And I looked down and there were guys in the car just sitting there (laughs) and they were like a gasp, like literally whatever they had been there for, be it like to just like get something out of it because they are that far back in the parking lot. Like surely they weren't chilling in there. Right. I got the vibe that they were like just stopping by. And I like literally rolled off their car and they were like staring at me like I was the T-rex from Jurassic Park <laughs> and they were the two fucking kids um, is, is this
1: this is not the same story where you accidentally smoked some hard jazz uh and w- were up
0: for three days or this is that no that was 2004 <laughs> okay. when I did too much techno jazz <laughs> and drove to Vanette New York for camp Four and only brought just sandals one pair of sandals <laughs> and no money and had the longest nightmare of my whole life but we'll save that for a different episode we'll save that for
1: the spun episode random button alert
0: what's yeah. up y'all <laughs> uh welcome to um the moving blues podcast i am dan and den <laughs> surprise motherfucker you got me i you fucking bo- got your ass you dog. boomed me
1: I I didn't mention in the last episode that um that same story at Camp Esco where I ended up in the tent and came to in like the sunlight, um, all like finally having recovered from the most harrowing smooth jazz experience of my life mm-hmm. was the morning that I got that I then got to my campsite to find a dead body being pulled out Ooh. of a tent right in front
0: of me. Oh, uh, cheers, Dan. Yeah. To that. And to that guy and um, <laughs> um, enjoy. Oh, this is tasty. Yeah. I just tried it. It's yeah. really, really good. This is some it's an orange Seagram's Escape. <laughs> 15 year Seagram's Escape.
2: Seagram's Escapes. Sip happiness.
0: In the pits of hell. I'm sipping happiness right now. Um, welcome everyone to the Movie Blues Podcast. We're here to review a legend again. Here we are again at the end of 5B. Are you ready to get it done, Dan? Yeah, and I'm I'm sure glad that we were ending on such a high note. So I think that um, 5B is going to be like a rash. It just comes back every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, And no matter what season we're in, it'll just suddenly become 5B. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, 5B is like a vibe. Yeah, yeah, totally. um, Check out the 5B t-shirts we're now selling in the merch store. Um, www.moviebluesmerch.us um, backslash Instagram.
1: I don't understand this bit.
0: <clears throat> it's our merch store. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make the merch, and I'm gonna come back and I'm what patch the, it in.
1: And what are the shirts gonna be? It'll just say
0: Five B, and we'll sell them <laughs> okay. for like eighty five dollars. <laughs> okay. Like A twenty four sells like a fucking a sweat that says A twenty four on it for like a hundred and ninety four dollars. Uh, so I, I mean, think if, we could get if, away if with they anything.
1: Knew, then we sure can.
0: Absolutely. Yeah,
1: our content quality is way higher on average. <laughs> Fuck you. I, I, <laughs>
0: I didn't make it.
1: Did A24 make this picture we're reviewing today? No,
0: Canada did. Even worse. Um, God, I hope Chris Geronda isn't Canadian. That felt really direct. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Space Bacon sounds Canadian. Is Kevin Spacey Canadian? Uh, No. Maybe. I don't know. Is he? I don't know. John Candy. John Candy. He's Canadian? I don't know. I feel like he just plays one in movies. In Canadian Bacon. Whoa Rick Rick Moranis We just went fucking Full circle there buddy Yeah
1: Uh Canadian Bacon Directed by Roger Moore What not Roger Moore Who's uh Roger What what's No the dude from Roger Michael Moore
0: Pull the ripcord
1: Michael Moore Um
0: Who's Who's Canadian Rick Moranis Okay National treasure Yeah Um (sighs) Back with David We're back with your hero bro (laughs) Um we started this uh experiment to watch extremely bad movies. Uh,
1: <laughs> but ext- the goal was to end it with something that was going to fucking rattle us to our core that was going to have vomit inducing walkouts from the master.
0: Yeah, right. As publicized uh by whatever company made this movie, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure uh uh walkouts just oh, I can't. Yeah, Cronenberg I can't take a
1: Cronenbergian it. return to form. Is what we were here for.
0: I can't take watching. Did, did Vigo we Mort- get it? I can't take watching Vigo Mortensen eat pea soup. I need to leave. <laughs>
1: um, First so of all, I don't want to bury the lead on this episode. There's no fucking way you liked this movie, right?
0: So it's <laughs> funny you should say that because that's what Andrew Fisher said to me via an Instagram DM the other day. Okay, uh, I was like made some sort of general announcement that I was like I'm watching Crimes of the Future today, yeah. and then nope tomorrow. Um, and he instantly messaged me and was like, there's no world in which you like this movie. Right. And I was like, I can't say, (laughs) okay. I was like, you need to listen to the podcast. Right. And he was like, but like, give me the cliff notes. And I was like, literally my lips are sealed. Oh. And, um, I guess we have to look at uh, a few things first, which is... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (coughs) My allergies? (laughs) Being one of them. Yep. Um, The
1: kids love allergies.
0: You're really putting me on the spot here. I know. I don't usually do this. I I flipped the tables on you. (laughs) You really did. I'm I'm watching you flounder. I think that's what made me sneeze. How does
1: it feel to be me every episode?
0: Terrified? <laughs> um, did I like this movie? Well, I'll say one thing. I liked it a lot more than Crash. Okay. Um, you gave Crash, like, a one, so. <laughs> yeah. So, a lot of room for growth, you yeah. could say. Um, I I like this movie, yeah. I didn't love this movie. Okay. I did not feel as if I would ever need to watch it again. Okay. I don't think it is the director's best work by any stretch of the imagination, so don't expect any hyperbole. Okay. Um, I think like most David Cronenberg movies, it's made very poorly, and like looks and sounds like moderately okay, and the score is droning and moderately okay, and the acting is like... The dialogue mix in this
1: movie makes fucking Christopher Nolan look like a speech pathologist. Okay, yeah, I feel like... I,
0: my problem is I didn't take any notes. And here's How
1: the, could you? You couldn't hear a single word a person said in this movie.
0: Here's the most <laughs> amazing thing is that I wanted to walk into this episode to say that you're going to just love. Okay. You're going to love this, Dan. Really strap in because you are going to love this take. This is like... <laughs> this is like a little bit like Tenet for me because it's like the audacity of creating such a layered world full of so many ideas that could have inhabited their own film, honestly. Yeah. And then doing everything you could to make that as uncool and uninteresting as humanly possible. Unbelievable world building for nothing. (laughs) Um, The audacity that this movie had, I thought was impressive. Um, For David Cronenberg... fans, I'm sure this is going to be a, a pretty divisive movie. I know all of the takes I've seen have been mostly mixed to negative, um, and I'm not here to reinvent the wheel and say that this is a, a masterpiece. Yeah, this is, not,
1: this is not going to be our Ma- Matrix Resurrections episode.
0: <laughs> no, but I will say that uh, as a David Cronenberg nerd of the good stuff that I think that he's done, this movie had a lot to offer. Um, firstly... He did something that I think was a little unexpected and um, doesn't track with a lot of his other stuff, which is like in his other movies, there is a surface level attempt to be cool and to make things look cool. Existence, Dead Ringers, The Fly. These are all things that have body horror, but are also stylish and made to seem cool. And I think that was a young Cronenberg Um, Who thought he was cool and was young and in good health and vital. And he had all of his protagonists, James Woods, Jeff Goldblum, be young and
1: James Spader,
0: um, James Spader to be young and vital and, and, you know, good looking and blah, blah, blah. And here is fuck. This movie clearly is reflecting like an old man whose body is decaying, who (laughs) there's an awful lot of projecting in this movie. Oh, yeah big time Um, (laughs) who spends most of the movie making interesting and deeply cynical assertions about what it is to be an artist, what it is to create art. Yeah. What it is to have your
1: art be criticized as being tasteless and shallow. Mm -hmm. No, this movie, this movie is as (laughs) what happens when you have an 80 year old fucking Herbert filmmaker genius need to make an autobiography, but not being fully willing to be vulnerable.
0: But I like this movie. I'm gonna be honest. I fucking hate this movie, Dan. That's so awesome. Oh, I hate it. This movie is two for two today.
1: Awesome. No, no. The other movie I didn't hate. I just really no, the other no, the other movie I liked. You really
0: hated this movie. I liked
1: I liked climax a lot more than this movie. I had a
0: really perverse love for this one at certain points. This movie was so boring. Well, yeah. Have you seen some of the other David Cronenberg movies? Also, this felt a little bit like Bug, or was it Spider, that he did with uh, Ray Fiennes, where everything is super dilapidated and, like, disgusting, and it was a... This was a dirty, confusing, overly complicated, like, the world-building that happened in it was so off-screen and inconsequential at points, but it's introducing, like entire X-Men franchise is yeah, full of lore. Yeah, yeah. there's um, so
1: much lore. <laughs> it's a All right, here like here's uh, also what score, I find: it, The score was done by the same dude who did uh, your favorite Crash score as well. Uh,
0: oh my god, really? Yeah, how oh, He's done the dude, score
1: he's done the score for every Cronenberg movie. I cannot
0: wait to put that in the background of this cuz it was just as droning and will be perfect for future episodes. This movie is
1: Not better than Crash, Dan.
0: Oh, I I enjoyed this far more than Crash. This had a lot for To watch Crash again. I absolutely am never going to watch Crash (laughs) again. It was toxic trash from a completely misguided. Like you want to talk about in Climax, like doing something just to do something. Crash is literally the ultimate end point of that kind of thinking. It's the, like literally, I'm going to do something just to say that I did it. And I just don't get a rise out of that if it doesn't have any further meaning, and Crash did not. This had a lot to say about a lot of different things, which, if you could, even if you were Andre, derive as much meaning out of Crash as you could some of the ideas being skirted in this movie, great. Like, I get that this movie was super boring, I get that (laughs) the dialogue is very yeah. low, very complicated, very frustrating. <laughs> I did an academic watch of this movie. Okay. I gave this movie everything that my human, critical, movie-loving brain could possibly handle to try to make it make full sense to me, and after the movie, looked it up on Wikipedia, read a detailed synopsis, and was like, that is exactly what I thought was going on. I didn't... I Yeah, I did the exact same thing. I, I feel like um, there are a lot of great ideas in this movie, not all taken to any kind of endpoint that make any sense. Um, There's, there's a boatload's worth of great Cronenbergian, like it reminded me of uh, Tenet in that way, but also in, in Guillermo del Toro's most recent movie, Nightmare Alley, where it's just like a director being, just himself, fully, taking all the things that they've ever done and putting them in one blender. And this was way less successful than that movie. But that's the idea here, is like, I see parts of Videodrome in this. I see parts of The Fly. I see parts of even Possessor. There's like weird allusions to all sorts of things that are, I think, great ideas that if given like a 10-season series, maybe could be interesting. But like this was like packing the plot of two seasons of Westworld into like two hours, but also nothing really happened at the same time. There was weird sex stuff. There was crash stuff. Of
1: of course there's weird sex stuff. Kristen Stewart's character is fucking.
0: Um, it had everything for me that I need from a Cronenberg movie. It just wasn't a good movie on its own. Like, I don't, I I can't put it up there, but like, it looked like
1: shit. It sounded like shit. It was boring as fuck. I loved it.
0: Mm hmm. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. It didn't follow through I, with
1: any of its ideas. It was convoluted. 10 yeah. Ten out of ten.
0: Not a ten out of ten, but but I think God, what a jerk th- off this movie this was. This movie Dan. was a literal crony boys only affair. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be the episode title. But um this was a crony boys only affair.
1: This, this the title's gonna be Crimes of the Present.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> um I mean, this movie was fucking nuts. It it hinged around no, it a group of people that had over evolved into eating plastic candy bars. Yeah, spooky. it was about so many different bizarre things that yeah. seemed at once extremely random. But I think all no,
1: no, it didn't seem random. It seemed like the motherfucker spent ten years coming up with like Terry Gilliam esque world building. And then instead of just following through by making an interesting movie happen in this world, it was just like, look at all this weird shit I can build.
0: Yes, that was and so is Tenet. Tenet's the same way where it's like Christopher Nolan was like, Look at this time trap I've created.
1: Yeah, except the Tenet it all looked good in this movie. Everything looked it, oh, this like was, absolute garbage.
0: Yeah, but I mean <laughs> I'm comparing it to Crash more than anything, so it's a high margin to jump from. Um just to have Cronenberg, like, make something weird again was fine with me. It had a lot of existens in it, though the design of the organic, like, technology in it I thought was funny.
1: I went into this movie being like, there is no world where I don't, at the very least, very much like this movie. It's a return to form for Cronenberg. It's got Kristen Stewart, who's been doing all sorts of wild Oh my god, Ed she roles.
0: was terrible in this movie and in it for one minute.
1: Yeah, her like she had... Her vibe
0: was bizarre in this movie. Yeah,
1: <laughs> after I had just watched I've watched her go be like in Personal Shopper be amazing, being Clouds of Silmaria be fucking amazing. I was like, alright this is gonna be fucking and Cronenberg and was like, let's just make her weird and a little fucking nymphy and weird.
0: She was Everyone like was um, just a little weird. She was Wh- like Chris Farley from the Chris Farley show <laughs> where she was just like you know when you like Mix s- surgery and sex, and it feels good. And Vigo Mortensen's like, <coughs> <coughs> Yeah, Viggo Mortensen. and she's like, She's like, um, yeah, that that like that was awesome, <laughs> dude. I,
1: like, yes, every it's, it's, everyone, it's, Dan, yes. every
0: part of this movie was weird. Vigo
1: Morten, Mortensen's character is essentially a mix of the thief with um, Zordon in the Power Rangers movie after his fucking chamber is crushed and he's just like a man in a turtleneck laying down, coughing for the rest of the movie. He,
0: he was like... Um, he was like the Book of Boba Fett well, before the Back to Tank where he's just dying and scars all over his body. <laughs> um, the Viggo mo- Mortensen's performance was... Uh, blah, 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 crazy in this movie. Obviously... Um, Any movie where you have to be coughing and in physical agony for the entire movie. Like, there isn't a scene where he's not in some form of physical or mental agony from what he's doing to himself.
1: Yeah. Dan, this is a movie with the best, most serious world building from Cronenberg maybe ever. Maybe ever. And the only things that happen in this movie are characters doing exposition dumps. And that's it. It's all just people explaining the world they're living in.
0: I don't fully they're fucking, that. Cr-
1: Dude, there are minutes long motherfuckers crouched in the corner like he's goddamn talking like fucking Chris Nolan's Batman. <laughs> being like,
0: all right, I'm going to explain to you why everyone eats plastic.
1: Like, dude, this movie, bro, uh, it was, I can't, if this was not Cronenberg, you would have come out of this being like this was a crime against humanity. I don't know if that's true, maybe. This is the shit that they tell you, like, you went to film school, everything in this movie, they would have been like, this is how you do not tell a story
0: and that's what makes my boy Crones special and those are all but he arguments he's able could, to make
1: good movies and those are
0: all arguments you could have easily leveled against Crash yeah we both gave crash bad scores what did you give crash like a fucking 4.5 oh, yeah, you gave it a 4.5 i guess i'm remembering i mean these are the you know these are the two biggest upsets of the season so far this is dark here's the thing this movie, dude. damn first of all, first of all, it's
1: exposition dumps where you can't understand any of it because the they're all
0: fucking whispering. I understood everything. That's I more mean, I, I, I heard them and understood. Vito Mortensen them. mumbles like he's been doing oh, heroin for yeah. fucking days the well, entire movie while coughing. He's growing organs. He's coughing and mumbling. His organs aren't functioning. Um, God, what a bunch of non payoffs.
1: So many fucking random B plots. Mm-hmm. The fucking goddamn cops. That's like, a lot it's it's nuts It is
0: nuts it was crazy it's so trope heavy it just it's like
1: it tries to be a noir here's the thing though at points have you ever
0: watched Videodrome yeah of course what the fuck is that movie terrible it's sleazy right I mean I don't know if I it's
1: it's 80 sleaze I own it Uh, this felt it's not Videodrome's not a good movie
0: I know that's what I'm saying (laughs) What I'm saying is, like, David Cronenberg sometimes makes bad movies. Like, I don't know if it's on purpose. <laughs> um, but, like, he he has a way of charming people into liking them. But, and but when he's Some in- people are charmed into liking Crash and owning it on the Criterion Collection. And some people were lightly charmed by an old man going back to his old jollies and presenting. Here's the thing. And I'll, I'll put it to you this way. Like, I can't, like, review bomb this movie because... David Cronenberg within this movie set off a bunch of really fascinating sci-fi ideas that I thought were really cool, and they were not fleshed out. They were only um, background noise in a complicated kind of post-apocalypse, like cyberpunk-ish type world where everyone's gone back to analog and there's no internet, there's no phones, everyone is shooting on analog cameras and and film cameras and... um, People are evolving in different directions. Some people are uh, using that evolution for different means. As a whole, society has been uh, free of pain for a few years. They don't have connection to the feeling of pain anymore, which has morphed their society into a much more callous and brutal place that is like super dystopian and people are cutting themselves up in the street for show. Um, because there's no screens or TVs entertainment it's kind of like station 11 a little bit where entertainment has morphed and reverted into performance art in this case and Vigo Mortensen plays a performance artist who grows extra organs and then extracts them live in front of an audience um, these are all ideas that are I, I think very fascinating whether oh, they were, I
1: want to level up that last one this movie presents a world where as a result of this, part of the motivation is that the oppressive dystopian future government um, sees the o- organ growth as unnatural. It's a, it's an all, it's a parable for oppressive right-wing reactionary governments. Right. And there's bureaucratic nonsense trying to fucking crack down on this and, and of of this natural human evolution and the progression of life. This is a movie that presents ideas. That I was like, in the first act, I was like, this is going to be the best David Cronenberg
0: movie. This is going to be the movie that speaks to me. I did not uh, at any point walk into or feel as if that was about to happen. I knew from the first five minutes of this movie and how boring and disorienting it was that I was in for, like, basically Cronenberg's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like, now here's the thing. That's what I thought at first, though. But then it takes a crescendo towards the end of the first act where I'm
1: like, oh, this world building is, like, legit and serious. It looks like trash, but the idea is here are being very fucking, they're they're applied with a degree of acuity that I'm not used to from him, and then promptly all abandoned.
0: (laughs) It's just about the presentation of the idea in this case, and like that's why, again, tenant is the best way to describe it for me. It's like, if you like the kind of machinations that a mind like David Pronenberg can come up with and then not even do anything with, but you're still, like, to me... A David Cronenberg science fiction idea of any kind, right, is going to be something interesting, something I've never thought of, which this movie had things that were full of, and every cool David Cronenberg idea is worth its weight in gold. Like, even to know that, you know, had he not made this movie and had he explored these ideas as several different movies in an earlier period in his career these would have been really fucking interesting and like the world that he set up would have been really fucking fascinating but the fact is this movie clearly didn't have any funding like clearly this movie cost like one dollar to make (laughs) um and that's what really gauged me to understand like what I was in for like when the movie started I was like okay so this is not like the sleek Cronenberg this is like again spider like disgusting rotted out, cheap Canadian money Cronenberg. Yeah, but then, um, like,
1: the fucking body horror was, like, nothing, dude. Like, even his bad movies, Videodrome, Crash, whatever. Like, even these bad... I thought
0: there was good body like, horror. Like, even
1: his bad movies all make you feel something or you have moments where you're like, all right, that's pretty fucked up. Like, Oh, that's crazy. Like I never thought I'd see that or think about that on a screen. This movie had none of that. It was like, it had some interesting sci-fi ideas, but nothing that hasn't been tread a thousand times over. There was nothing unique. What is the smoke screen of like
0: press of people saying the things that they're saying about this movie? That is egregious. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Like, first of all, I, I for sure read at some point, people were saying walkouts were happening during a autopsy scene of a child early on in the movie. And that is way late into the movie. Um, So I don't know when the walkouts would have been happening because like nothing was that bad until arguably you see like a frozen dead kid's pee pee when he gets a autopsy. Right. Other than that, like
1: it's nothing comparatively possessor to yeah it's nothing co- and like
0: his own son's movie possessor is 20,000 times more graphic and, and we're fucked talking and about, better
1: we're talking about these reactions happening at Cannes like ignore the fact that Cronenberg hasn't been doing this shit the shit that I've seen that's been fucking screened at Cannes over the last 10 years makes this movie look like fucking
0: child's play I think like the movie studio just sent like a bunch of women to like fate yeah right they were like, it's not that kind of movie, y'all. It's it's and also want to refute what Andrew Fisher said to me all these months that got me so unexcited for this movie and my expectations for it. He said it was like Crash, where it's just like one scene of nothing into one scene of nothing into one scene of nothing, and he knows that I hate that kind of movie. And I don't feel that that what that was what was going on here. I felt like there was a plot of this movie and several disgusting bizarre arcs that played out for both Leah Sidhu's character and Viggo Mortensen's character Um, the former going through like body modification to have like horns on her head because she wanted to express herself and her
1: her blowing him by just like performing cunnilingus on his stomach wound was interesting
0: yeah I mean dude that's classic crone dude yeah. He had a stomach zipper installed so that they could more easily play with his organs, and she licked it. Yeah. She opened it up, stuck her tongue in, and licked it. And you know what? Crash didn't even show me penet- penetration, no. dude. and I was like, huh, penetration so confirmed. we have
1: exactly three seconds of this two-hour-long movie <laughs> where it's acting like what a Cronenberg movie should be like the rest of it's just boring why are you gonna have like great i was like oh sweet now cool shit's gonna happen now we're right back to fucking people mumbling and coughing
0: look there are kristen, the, kristen
1: uh, stewart's character is the most fucking <laughs> the best character put the film in the last year like what is that what is that person
0: cronenberg was like i'm gonna need you to be really horny and really weird <laughs> yeah and and she was like i already am yeah
1: she was like i'm an artist
0: I've been seeing a lot of challenging movies lately, Dan. Yeah. Movies that... And I'm still... I'm just, like, in this zone where I, the This Jordan Peele movie has really fucked my brain up.
1: You seem like you're in the zone where what you need to be doing is watching, like, good art films so you can remember that, like, movies can do this and also be good.
0: I just watched this and an A24 picture. What do you mean? <laughs> The last like several movies we did were like Criterion Boys, I gave Salo a ten out of ten. Yeah, yeah. Can I get a little credit around here, even though I spent all yesterday watching the new Marvel trailers from San Diego Comic Con, which my wife asked me if I want to go to, and I said no, there's too many people and I'll probably have a panic attack, but if you really wanna go, I can maybe think about it, but it's really packed and you gotta go all day and it's gonna be a piece of shit event full of people I hate.
1: Yeah the the Marvel superhero attraction is going to give you a panic attack, but you're going to sit here and watch fucking Climax
0: on repeat. I Why not do both, is what I'm always saying.
1: No, that's the opposite of what you're saying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> love Marvel, love Climax. Didn't love this movie, but think of it fondly. Where and would you rank
1: this, like in, like, in what percentile of Cronin Boys?
0: I mean, come on, dude. This is... <sighs> At this point, the movies that this like, guy what, what were, were you, making, <laughs> what were you calling were, were uh, like
1: this? Secondary were... King or uh, Minor King? What is this? this is Minor Grown Boy. Minor
0: Kang. Yeah. Um, no, this movie was nothing like those movies. And you could never expect that from almost any post 70 year old director.
1: Let me ask you a question. Period. If you had watched this movie, if I had handed you this movie and was like, watch this blind, read nothing, no opening credits, right? And then at the end, it was, like, written and directed by Kevin Smith. What would you rate this movie?
0: I may even rate it higher. (laughs) Because I would be like, this man has finally lost his goddamn mind, and I am absolutely here for it. My God. This would have been his Southland Tales.
1: He was in Southland Tales.
0: This movie was kind of like Southland Tales in that it was about the future, and it sucked.
1: (laughs) Except Southland Tales... No, Southland Tales was also quite boring.
0: Oh, God. It was, it was all, like <laughs> but, an hour longer than this, but, at, and at This least, movie was mercifully at least short. it
1: had The Rock looking all crazy the whole time with his fucking eyes. <laughs> yeah, no, Southland Tales is boring. I don't know. But this like, movie
0: felt like it was made by a geriatric person, and I slowed my heart rate and brain down to enjoy it, and at the same time academically absorbed everything that happened in it
1: i just like don't need to be bored by a movie that's trying to like tell me it was a boring movie to tell me that like david cronenberg has like big old feelings about like his art being looked at as like the schlock that it sometimes is
0: i mean there was a lot of uh, he was very clearly channeling and projecting himself through vigo mortensen's character in this movie and it's yeah. for the proof that he's a fucking weird which, guy. Which
1: also is him projecting a world where, like, every chick just like is like so fucking impressed by him that she, they just oh, like, yeah.
0: they're like Dude. they're like. Oh, I, you don't I, think crony boy is slayed don't, out don't, there?
1: Sex and surgery is similar because we don't have TV anymore,
0: right? You know. It made a lot of sense. Let me tell you. <laughs>
1: A lot of the movie kind of had the vibe of, like, uh, the prom scene in Zack and Mary, where it was just, like, vignettes of, like, pairs of people talking about weird shit. <laughs> what did Kat think of this? What's that? What did Kat think of this? She fell asleep in 40, 40 minutes into it and was like, it seemed fine. I had no idea what was going on. Rachel would have just...
0: slapped me if I made her watch this. <laughs> yeah. She, she was dead asleep. Um, Scott Speedman was in this movie. God, man, rest in peace. I don't know. where has he been at? Movie Blues
1: legend, Scott Speedman. What was he in?
0: Duets. I don't remember him being in that. You say the name Scott
1: Speedman no less than 30 times in the duets episode. He's the dude who goes in the beginning, (laughs) who they go on the whole fucking trek with the girl with the fucking the car.
0: You want to hear some sad shit about me, Dan? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um today I'm like setting up the sample board with classic samples, um, which I I don't think I've used a single one this episode, but um, that's because I doubled down very hard during Climax. (laughs) and um, uh, I'm putting all the old samples back on because I didn't have any episode centric samples this week. So I'm building up the old patches again. And I came across the oldest samples that were on the board. And one of them was Michael Douglas being like, I'm Michael Douglas. And I was like, I forgot that I did a episode long bit where I did an impression of Michael Douglas and then tried to do the impression of Michael Douglas oh, yeah. and was just way off <laughs> It was like I'm Michael Douglas man it was like Bart Simpson <laughs> was like
1: Kevin Smith.
0: <laughs> that was Kevin Smith and Bart Simpson yeah. those are some deep cuts um, man
1: duets like starts the whole uh, yeah, Scott
0: Speedman. Like, um, of Fiedman. underworld fame yeah. right Dan
1: uh, yes because uh, that's what Kat knew him from
0: no way. Yeah, Yo, Kat's, shout Kat. out to Cat. Cat's a
1: big Underworld fan. Random button. <laughs> um, on Oof. our DVD shelves, five. you got JK Simmons. Yeah, uh, on our DVD shelves, 5 of them belong to Cat probably, and I think
0: two of them are Underworld 1 and 2. Yo, shout out to <laughs> The fly hit me in the face. Shout out to Cat. Uh, Underworld series is fire. Um, yeah. Th- it's like Twilight but for like Adults. Scott Speedman is the
1: beginning of this karaoke saga and duets, bro. They steal a car, they're traveling you know to Fuck karaoke.
0: Fuck duets, Dan. I'm a Crimes of duets the Future fan the only now.
1: Duets is the pinnacle of this podcast.
0: You watch your fucking mouth. Also, Andrew Fisher, how dare you contact me and be like, oh, don't tell me you like this. Every movie that you like, I dislike, and vice versa. And also a way
1: to just ruin it for you before you're going to it.
0: (laughs) I wanted to be like, very much, yes, I enjoyed this. But like, it's not... There are movies that are boring. The end is how I feel about certain things. Like, it is its own subgenre of movie to bore someone to absolute fucking tears. <laughs> I know you know what I'm talking about. I don't know if you can rattle me any good examples, but there are movies that are like unpurposely made to be confusing and boring. I Tenet is still yeah, the best comparison, but I, like I
1: would say, uh, well, there's a movie called Cache
0: that is Right. That has an oppressively boring yeah, vibe. Pretty much. Absolutely. H-
1: every one of his movies, every Haneke movie as well as like every sure. o- Oliver Esaias movie. Like there's Haneke one. Haneke is like the polar opposite of
0: Gaspar No. Where it's, <laughs> oh yeah. Where it's like, you're still doing extreme schlock at points yeah. and melodramatic nonsense yeah. with your characters, but you're just, it's as flat and boring. Yeah, it is
1: relentlessly. And beige as non-dynamic. humanly <laughs> possible. Um. There's a movie called uh, "Not Cut Copy uh, Copy." Good band. Yeah, right. Um, Nah, I lost it. Someone knows what I'm talking about. Max Young
0: would know. (laughs) Classic reference that no one would understand. Um, DM us if you want us to explain that reference.
1: There's an Oliver Sykes movie that I reviewed on like the second episode of the podcast, where the whole plot is two mother uh, husband and wife fucking. Talking in a long car ride, and then midway through it just switches to they don't know each other, and it's just boring, is all fucking sin. Uh, yeah, and yeah, there are movies like that, but they're, they're usually they also don't look like shit <laughs> <laughs> and sound like garbage. <laughs> if the whole movie's exposition dumps, at least you could hear them talk. It. This
0: movie was tough to watch. <laughs> um, things I also love. Oh, in- I was
1: reading facts about it, and it was like a lot of people have pointed out Vigo Mortensen always crouching in the corner giving exposition dumps. Fun fact, he injured his knee before production and he had to be crouching. I'm like,
0: okay, <laughs> he was crouching like Christian Bale when he first shows up uh to Katie Holmes. <laughs> yeah. He's like, we need to rattle some gauges.
1: This, movie sucked, dude. this whole movie was like an episode of anything on the Sci-Fi Channel in 1998.
0: <laughs> it's not who I am inside. <laughs>
1: That Defines me, baby, dude. What were the two female police <laughs> characters in this movie? Like, why did this movie try to be a noir for nine no, are minutes? Are you talking about
0: the two chicks that got naked and climbed into the machine? Yes, yeah, I don't know what was going on there. And they
1: are cops,
0: it, yeah, I didn't understand. They that. were there, I didn't know that at all.
1: What, dude, the plot of this movie is that they are trying to get uh Vigo Mortensen to work for the government to like. <laughs> To, like, be, like, a mole to get him. It's, it, to, um,
0: you're going to hate this so much, too, but, like, this movie is a little bit like Brazil at points. This movie's absolutely like Brazil at points. Yeah. Yeah, I,
1: yes, of course. It's um, one
0: thing I thought you were going to appreciate. Um, I guess not.
1: I, Dude, they are, they're trying to recruit him to be a mole to, like, rat out other people who are doing shit yes. with the organs and his whole vibe the whole time is like no I'm an artist this is like my work this is my passion like and then at the, the end of the movie is that spoiler alert like he's just like he experiences purulation by just selling out and being like fuck it none of it matters
0: uh, you mean he experiences purulation by realizing that his body evolved to the point where he can consume plastic
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, that was the whole thing. The whole time the cops were trying to get him to eat the plastic and be I like, know. like, look, you can be, like, one of us. And he's like, no, I'm an artist. I need to suffer. And, like, this was the, this was Cronenberg being like, you know what? His eating the plastic is just not caring about his movies being good. Yeah. He's like, I just want to make, <laughs> Among other things, he's like, this all was just, like, an excuse for him to see Kristen Stewart be all fucking nymphy and weird in front of him.
0: She was in fucking five minutes in this movie.
1: Yeah, I bet he has a lot more footage that didn't make it. Um,
0: random button. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I don't know. It was boring. It was yeah. weird. It yeah, had yes. it had all sorts of hallmark. It had like if I watched this movie not knowing it was Cronenberg, I'd be like, oh, this was a bad movie made by a person who loves
0: Cronenberg. Mm-hmm. Um, there's That's the answer to your initial there's question.
1: There's classic shout-outs to Cronenbergian the- and themes, including a terrible score. <laughs> <laughs> the score
0: when it was when it was playing, first thought entered my mind within seconds. This is just like Crash, <laughs> and I cannot guy. believe that it in fact is. But it's so the
1: same funny. guy who did Existence and fucking
0: Dead yep. Ringers. He does Howard Shore, though. Yeah. Does other scores that are not. Not like terrible, yeah. So where does the conversation happen? He knows what it's his bo- he knows what his
1: boy likes. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Dude, this movie sucked balls. <laughs> it was so bad. The other movie that made me like have it. Like I literally during Cl- during climax, I took a clonopin during it because uh-huh. of how it was making me feel. And I like that movie <laughs> a thousand times more than this movie.
0: <laughs>
1: wow. Yeah, I hate this. There's no chance I ever watch this movie again ever. No, me neither.
0: No interest in watching. If they it came again. out with
1: it on Criterion tomorrow, I'd be like, no. I, I would, also, I would I'm buy it. Re- also, I'm returning
0: Crash. <laughs> I would buy it. And you should return Crash. <laughs> you would that, buy it. That movie is garbage.
1: No. This yeah, no.
0: movie is interesting garbage. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: it's the exact opposite. <laughs>
0: there's no in dude fuck this movie like Like, my wife I was going to say this movie is
1: like Brazil if they except without all of the effort that was put into making the world building awesome in Brazil
0: yeah and it not starring a guy who's like coughing the entire time (laughs) Especially like, I really saw a lot of myself in Viggo Mortensen's (laughs) character as someone who's coughing all the time and super
1: insensitive in a post-COVID world to just have your protagonist coughing all the time. So
0: speaking of coughing all the time, tangent. (laughs) Dan's really opened me up to something today that I think is amazing. He has retroactively solved the mystery of the Taco Bell Dorito incident, (laughs) which I think, like as listeners of this podcast, you would be vested in. If you know the history of the podcast, um, uh, there was a pivotal episode. Do you remember which one it was?
1: With the Dorito saga? Yeah. No, it was a cold open. I
0: don't know. <clears throat> where I had choked on a topic. I think it Bell. might have been
1: Little Italy. <laughs> it was an episode where you were planning on doing voices, and instead I had to do the do- voices because of it. True. That... So, so, you know, do, I don't know. Consult the Movie Blues Wiki. Uh, hopefully the, the, uh, Andrew Fisher's kept it updated (laughs) onward and outward. Continue your your story. Um, (laughs) you serious?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um. I don't, I don't remember what I was talking that about. That I
1: solved your Taco Bell mystery. Oh, right.
0: Um, the Taco Bell mystery. Where me, choke, me choking on the, I think it was a cheesy gordita crunch. It was with, a
1: Doritos Locos
0: taco. Yeah, but it was in a cheesy gordita of, crunch. Yeah, yes. but the, 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 I remember. And the cheese was like a lubricant. As,
1: as the resident archivist of the Movie Blues podcast.
0: Dan, do you want to break this down?
1: Uh, The fact that you spent an entire, you revealed after I got here that you weren't going to really be able to talk too much or do an episode where you had planned an entire episode of voices and had a script for them that no, you I'm couldn't t- really talk because you had a Dorito stuck in your throat.
0: No, I'm, I'm talking about what you revealed to me today, not you just repeating what I just said.
1: What, about why that happened? Yeah oh <laughs> okay so Dan's like I don't know I just like as I get have been getting older I've just been like choking on my food more often. <laughs> and I was like yeah it's cause your nose is stuffed up and you're breathing through your mouth as you eat and it was like a fucking it was like the fucking clouds of heaven opened up and the lights were shining down upon him as just like years of fucking confusion and anxiety were lifted in a o- moment it was so like, so, like so, it was such an epiphany It was. Like, it was like, speaking pure of David Cronenberg <laughs>
0: I was picturing some of these times that I had like a second throat (laughs) that was like lodging pieces of food. That's like what my brain internalized was happening inside my body, but this is good to know. I need to be conscious of when I snack with a stuffy nose.
1: Yeah, which is
0: always. (laughs) (sighs) No, not always. I don't really have that many nose problems, but when I do, that's when I really choke myself because I think that's what I'm doing. I'm breathing in. Yeah. The taco shell goes flying. It wasn't about the cheese lube.
1: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you weren't evolving to get a second throat specifically made. <laughs> it was like you uh you were just having to deal with the pain of being an artist growing new organs, so you had to be coughing all the time. Yes.
0: That's correct.
1: Dude, this movie's so stupid. <laughs> just so fucking lazy. <laughs>
0: I know a lot of people hate this movie. I've heard a lot of people hate this movie. I'm hoping, and I, I'm not positive if this is true, that at least Andre is going to be backing me up here with this one.
1: If Andre likes this movie, that that is so <laughs> contradictory to all of his schtick that he's done forever.
0: I mean, that's part of the schtick, though, right? <laughs> Yeah, right. It's part of all of our schticks at this point. Um, this movie is
1: definitely the worst Cronenberg movie I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> um.
1: all right so do you have a golden gun rating or like a little one of your little fucking wrap-ups of like i don't
0: have a wrap-up i just i mean i'll do one
1: 5b it- has had a disturbing lack of games
0: yeah it's because we're talking about terrible things <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking for a more jovial attitude i tried to bring a little bit back on this episode why you want to do a jeopardy segment or something no, I like when you have like fucking little games. All for right, my... okay, okay.
1: Next time we're gonna yeah. do games. Like did Cronenberg or like fucking Lee Harvey Oswald?
0: <laughs> okay, okay. All right, you're right. And I'll be honest, I've been slack <laughs> like Cronenberg <I've>
1: been... <laughs> in the commentary track or John Wayne Gacy.
0: <laughs> I've been slacking a little bit on my duties. It's just been more about the movies recently because we're doing like serious movies.
1: <laughs> this didn't feel like a serious movie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I try to imagine, like, my mom watching this movie, like, how many minutes in she went. Would... I mean, those are the people that walked out with some lady being like, w- w-
1: this isn't right at Cannes.
0: Just an old woman who wandered into Cannes. These can. people
1: fucking. Look at these youngsters. Yeah, these, what are they watching? These people stood and gave a seven-minute ovation to the piano teacher. And then
0: we're like. Did this movie get that any. That person has
1: ears on the back of their head. Did this Weird. movie
0: get any accolades? Uh, I don't know. Because LOL. (laughs) This movie would have been really interesting to me if it had been on a VHS tape at my Ocean City Shorehouse blockbuster, and I could have ridden my bike, gotten it, and if it were better looking and directed by, like, Jean-Pierre Jeunet instead of David (laughs) Cronenberg, because the world that it set up was whimsical and fucking insane and had a lot of, like really crazy ideas that just yeah. really weren't really part of the movie other than just kind of like your boy crones just jerking himself off a yeah. little bit incredible and the thing world, is world like,
1: building just for Dan, the ultimate movie to be like eh, being an artist is hard that's uh, oh, a,
0: it's really hard being a rich artist everyone loves me too much uh in a world where we like have all of our childhood dream directors jerking themselves off in their 70s and 80s and in some cases 90s yeah that's the genre that this belongs in they're like i would call them like geezer sleezers, maybe (laughs) marathon laps it's just yeah it's just like uh, Martin Scorsese's like, whoa, what, what, what was I good at? Uh, uh, gangsters. And then makes like <laughs> the Irishman.
1: Is De Niro still alive? <laughs> and then. Um, yeah, the Irishman is super self-indulgent. And but like, Woody but again, like, looks Woody like Allen's, like, a Allen's movie. like, oh, I'm, Sounds I'm like so a movie.
0: old. I'm Woody Allen. I'm so old. What am I going to do? And then he's like, download the Torf browser and get on
1: the dark <laughs> I'm in order, Kid. That's his next project. Christ! Um, Random button alert.
0: Yeah, that actually worked out too. Yeah, dude.
1: <laughs> uh, just like this. This movie was worse than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. <laughs> okay. Nice. Uh,
0: what did I give that?
1: I don't know. You have the thing now. this is
0: no. This is not going to go well. Yeah. Because I had a visceral dislike of that movie. Yeah. That I guess like, I guess at this point the geezer sleazer has like you're numb to (laughs) really, really changed the way that I see certain things. Like Spielberg is interesting because he's not like trying to do anything that he used to do. So he somehow avoids embarrassing himself completely. Right. Yeah. Whereas Morton Scorsese embarrassed himself with the Irishman, even though I enjoyed that movie, because again, it's just like, Oh, I like that guy playing with his favorite toys quentin tarantino i didn't like him playing with his favorite toys because his whole career has already been that right and i just wanted him to continue to make good movies favorite
1: toys are little girl's feet
0: and because i thought hateful eight the like the four and a half hour version that i watched of it was just the most excessive thing i'd ever seen and then to follow up that with once i was like dude you are like spinning off the rails um I'm not, like, great with PTA really either right now, but he's not, like, as old as the rest of these guys. Obviously, Ridley Scott has made many geezer sleezers, Many at this point. Last I, duel and I, was I, I mean, very I, I feel sleazy. the same
1: about Wes Anderson now, too,
0: at this point. I enjoyed uh,
1: French Dispatch. Did you watch it? Yeah, I thought it was fine. It was just fine. Everything's just fine. What would you GGR the French Dispatch at? I, I don't know. Like, very middle of the road, like 6.9. It was just fine. Brutal.
0: That's, that's, but that was him. But I felt that. That I, was him I, playing with his toys. I've been feeling that sure. way
1: for his last. So I don't know how many movies. Yeah, me too. They're not bringing anything new to the table.
0: I thought Grand Budapest Hotel was pretty good. Yeah,
1: that was the first one that I. Yeah. I, and I remember even when that came out, we. I, you felt higher on it than I did.
0: I've only watched it one time. And that's very telling. Yeah. Um, I don't know. By uh, So. It's just like it boils down to. The classic paradigm with all of these things, then, where it's just like, do you want to see a director do this in their latter career or do nothing?
1: I want to, and I, it's like, if ugh. he's going to do this, I want him to do this. This movie wasn't even like provocative, really. Like, it wasn't fucking, it, the body horror was minimal. Like, if you're going to fucking go for it, go for it. I don't, I'm not here to see fucking Cronenberg pussyfoot around his fucking son's making him look like a fucking castrated old man.
0: Whereas I, in that department, and if we still did a Stephen King special, this would have been interesting, but I recently watched this movie, The Black Phone, with Ethan Hawke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's based on a book from Stephen King's son. Yeah, And it's just so, it's just like a juvenile version of Stephen King. (laughs) It's just like a bad Stephen King book. Yeah, but
1: Possessor was infinitely more mature than this movie. Yeah.
0: Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't with the kids, I guess.
1: I just like, I just keep discovering. Bad I keep discovering that every filmmaker that I think I love, once they're given freedom to do what they want, I actually hate. It and then, keeps happening.
0: Well, they keep wanting like to. Like Mike b-
1: Flanagan. They keep his, wanting what? to bore me to death, What's his man? fucking problem?
0: Yeah, I mean, Blind Manor uh, broke my spirit infinitely. I'm still not over that. So don't know. Can't answer that for you. God. What makes someone make such great.
1: and then once they're given the keys to the castle, just phone it in? I don't know. I'd like to posit this question to numerous bands that have had mutual (laughs) impacts on our life.
0: Yeah, I saw Fish the other night. They're all right. Yeah, the lights looked real fancy. It was really cool up close, but, like, bad show. (laughs) (laughs) Not very good. Sometimes these old guys, you know, you just got to, like, suck it up and... See yeah, and I feel like I'd
1: say, like, uh, Big Boat for Fish is, like, the crimes of the future of their career. Well, Dan. So what's your GDR for this thing?
0: I'm going to leave you in suspense and take a piss. We'll call that. All right, this is—Dan just wants to talk, he said, yeah. while I pee, so—Dan, ahead. All right. I'm going to listen to this eventually.
1: Yeah, I, I know. That's the don't that's, say anything too nasty. That's, all right, that's the bit. All right, so Dan's in the other room. He's uh he's taking a piss. He's definitely listening through the door with a glass, cause he can't relinquish control. You should have seen the look on his face when I asked if I could just oh, yeah. fucking oh, God, <laughs> if I could just crazy. talk into the mic while he was gone. God, the control freak nature. He was he was harrowed to his core. Look, he's, he's doing bits in the back because he can't handle the nervous energy of not knowing what's happening on the podcast. It's nothing. It's nothing. Just like this movie was nothing. Dan's just finding a way to like this movie because his fucking, his goddamn fragile love for Cronenberg can't handle two heartbreaks in one season. Dude. This movie's bad. Do not watch it. It's just bad. You can watch so many terrible sci-fi movies and be like, oh, they're terrible and not made by one of your heroes. And that's fine. There's no stakes there.
0: Thank you. Hopefully everybody really enjoyed whatever that was. <laughs> we'll see if it makes the final cut.
1: <laughs> you go to edit and I'm just like, with like a voice box, just like, oh, I'm the creator of the turkey
0: sandwich. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> Probably better than what it's
1: gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> all right. Insanely boring. Some cute commentary. Kristen Stewart rules and is weird, but like four out of ten. <laughs> That's what my notes.
0: <laughs> is that going to be your official a, score? But
1: like four out of ten. <laughs> cute ideas.
0: <laughs> cute ideas. Yeah.
1: Is that all your notes? I had no notes. Insanely boring. Some cute commentary. Kristen Stewart rules but, like, four out of ten. The other notes I had were a lot of crouched exposition. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think that's, yeah. Oh, and criminal audio mix. That Those were my three notes.
0: Yeah, I, ch- I, I don't know. I guess the audio mix was bad. It's just more like everybody was whispering, D-less and Vio Mortensen had, like, throat cancer.
1: Yeah, but there was no <laughs> reason for everyone talking to him to be needing to be whispering also. Right. And, like, if you're going to have them whispering, then maybe don't have, like, an ominous background score that's working at the exact same hertz as the people whispering so that you can't hear a fucking word they said. Kat was like, I literally did not hear. I don't know what's happening. I heard none of that conversation.
0: Interesting. Well, um. <laughs> this movie stinks. <laughs> I hate when. Is that when your pe- score, then? Four? Yeah, I hate Four when people
1: ten. I love make terrible movies. <laughs> So join us next season for Clerks 3. <laughs> where I finally give up in general. After Clerks 3, I feel like I'm just gonna take the place where like I'm only gonna see movies by directors I've never seen any of their other movies.
0: That is an insane <laughs> statement. Because even like a director is too franchise for Dan. <laughs> Every movie I see has to be a different director. I can't take you fucking, the failed expectations. I it is what it is. I mean, had I not known that this was a David Cronenberg movie, yes, my first thoughts was would definitely be this was a really bad attempt at a David Cronenberg <laughs> movie by someone who had no money and no clout whatsoever. Um that this was starring like Vigo Mortensen and I don't know cuz like now we've got um the trilogy of Vigo Mortensen Cronenberg movies right. and and one of them is one of them's not really a movie
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just like do you think Kristen Stewart's proud of the,
0: her I just uh, she's not in the movie. <laughs> I heard an interview with her where she was like I had to d- ask David Cronenberg how it is I'm supposed to feel in this movie. <laughs> and he was like uh, like, your pussy's wet. Yeah, essentially.
1: And she's like, really? Because, like, what's happening in front of me is surgery. And he's like, yes, haven't you seen Crash?
0: Um, I like the scene. I love w- wounds. I like the scene where they both jump into the sark and bang each other while they're getting cut with scalpels. Yeah, what was that? That's Cronenberg, yeah. baby. Yeah. <laughs> That was
1: Cronenberg. That was actually, that was the scene where, that was where Kat checked out, I think.
0: I thought that that was a cool scene. Like, she
1: was watching, and then that was the, after that, during that scene is when she turned around, like, like turned over to go to sleep. She was like, no, I'm out. <laughs> I was like, fair.
0: Dan, Scott Speedman was eating plastic and making plastic candy bars for yeah. his friends to eat. People were
1: really acting like eating plastic was such a shocking, crazy thing in
0: this movie. Uh, uh, well, no, it, and look, it is funny to talk about. Because it is a fucking absurd idea, but they're
1: constantly like eat these soiling green candy
0: bars. I but thought they're plastic the idea instead was, of people. was very like cyberpunk and interesting, which is like that the human body has gone through so many dark evolutions that during a period of like some kind of like fall after some kind of technocratic world of some kind, um, that they're becoming one with synthetic material. That that is a interesting concept that I've never even yeah. once pondered, and that, that the government's the
1: human... trying to suppress this.
0: Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, very interesting idea and, for and a that movie. That was the that, moment where I was like, not here. Yeah, that was the
1: moment where I was like, "This movie could could be made for me. This yeah. is the sci fi plot, I am here, dystopian plot, I am here for." And then they were like, "So here's some sexy cops."
0: That was <laughs> some very like soilent green. Yeah. Meets Willy Wonka type shit that like, I appreciate. Here are the
1: creepy cop characters that are going to try to track it down. Like, and you like, are hey. really hung he's up like, on he's the like, He's He's like, eh, let's
0: just have them fuck in a pod instead. Dan. And shove syringes into people's heads. I think you're upset because this movie had two characters who were police who drilled Scott Speedman's dummy head until it exploded like a watermelon. Scott Speedman was big sad that his, kid, that his wife killed his kid. The plot line of... Scott Speedman's son eating plastic, his mother murdering him, and then his body being used for an autopsy for performance art by an ailing man dressed as Christian Bale's Batman was too weird for me not to appreciate. Take
1: it through to its conclusion, which is that the goal is to use his son's body to prove to the world that uh, humans are actually uh, evolving and the big reveal when they open them up is they show all the tattooed organs to reveal that the surgery was actually performed to put regular human organs in them to keep the secret because fucking goddamn Vigo Mortensen is a fucking traitor now.
0: Yeah, Viggo Mortensen's turned out Just to be quite the narc in this to movie. cuck. He got cucked hard. I think the bootlicking is what really got you going in this movie now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I mean, the movie definitely ended with like him literally in a state of ecstasy for
1: like coming around to being a fucking government spy.
0: And eating plastic. Yeah, and just being a fucking cuck. Um, I very much, in terms of uh, visuals and, and things that reminded me a bit of Brazil, Um, the machine that aided Vigo Mortensen to be able to eat food yeah. was, and the noises that he was making with his body <laughs> while attempting to eat food, like, Because his body is, like, so sick and so fucked up, and he's so evolved to be this, like, disgusting, horrible creature. He needs, like, a machine to massage every part of his body. Yeah, and he, like,
1: comes from it. (laughs) it, Well, they
0: pretty much all come from everything in this movie, as per usual. Like,
1: why? Why in this one does everyone Uh,
0: have to be coming all the time? (laughs) Why not, dude? Uh. It's always about sex and technology, brother. Should have been Michael Douglas. Sex, technology. <laughs> Come. Come, my wife's pussy gave me throat cancer. My God, is that true? I think that's true. Yeah, that's what he said. That's what he said. That we were living in a golden time. And we didn't even know it. You know what I mean? That was some great shit. Um, what is my rating for this movie? Um. <laughs> Let me can, am I allowed to look at the scores before? Yeah, yeah, sure. What did I give I Dear mean, Evan Hansen? Let, let
1: the listener be reminded that last episode Dan yelled at me being like
0: the way I handle it is I just fucking give the movie a score no, I, and I'm then the, I fucking say the score. I don't look at the fucking sheet. I no it this and this is true. I have the score in my mind. It's not going to change. <laughs> I just want to see what it looks like mm. and how mm. completely scrutable I am. Mm because I'm going to drop this score no matter what and I just want to feel good about it and it's tracking to some degree. <laughs> I'm seeing some All right, what did I give Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Okay. Would you say you like this movie more than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No. Oh yeah, we already yeah, we already went through that. I, I said that. <sighs> okay, this is not going well. Okay. <laughs> you were consistent on that. That's good. That's good. Um this was a bad movie. <laughs>
1: Once upon time in Hollywood was just boring and self indulgent. This is those things and
0: bad. What would you say the closest movie is to this in in the podcast that we've watched?
1: I don't have the list in front of me, but in terms of like my feeling I got from it, uh, I don't know. Uh, Goodwill Hunting. I know I love Goodwill Hunting. Let me look through the <laughs> list of on Spotify.
0: All right, here you can. Ta- I want to answer that. Okay. You can. Um, you uh, can um, talk. I'm going to give my score. And, and I'll back it up with a little simple math for you all. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 6.75. That is a Listen. D from, <laughs> from mathematical standards. So before you freak out, keep that in mind. I'm not um, freaking out. And uh, I think that this movie had a D. Had 60% things that were going well for it. And 40% the, the closest of The thing it. is probably Tenant. What did I give Tenant A 12? <laughs> you loved it. I haven't watched it again. It was yet.
1: closer to Lawnmower Man, my experience. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, uh, it was just. I don't. There's nothing compared to it. It was fucking. Just, <laughs> I meant such high hopes and such strange. Strange press, giving expectations, and I I definitely wonder what I would have felt about it had I not, the night before, watched Brazil in theaters and just watched, like, this idea be handled beautifully. Sure. (laughs) And, like, with tons of care and whimsy. Sure. (laughs) Instead of just, like, frivolously throwing fucking heady ideas into the fucking ether and being like, yeah, but besides that, isn't my life hard? I'm too evolved. Well... Uh, it was is definitely... the plastic, the metaphor for him like eating the
0: studio, finally wanting him to be like Maybe. a
1: real filmmaker. Dude, there's
0: a lot of commentary in there about him as a filmmaker and where he's at and him returning to this kind of movie. And arguably, this is kinda like and <laughs> this is also an interesting I would say this is close to it too. It's it was almost like Matrix Resurrection's bad. Where it was just like Mm-mm. a director just being like fuck it, like, here's here's a bunch of, like, word soup, and, like, I like that movie a lot right, more than but this. They,
1: but but she was like, fuck it, and then had fun with it, and was like, it was very tongue-in-cheek. Oh, yeah. this, this Nothing was, about this was tongue-in-cheek. This was, this was, this was Cronenberg, the least fun movie This was Cronenberg imagine. thinking he's being fucking heady.
0: I don't know. This what? is
1: him thinking he's making a fucking classic boy. Like, this is not him being like, isn't it fucking... isn't it tongue-in-cheek how fucking ripped off my Styles bin. Like, no, this is him, like, trying to make a movie and then not being good at it anymore. I gave Tenet an eight. Yeah, you loved it. It was trash.
0: It's fucking sweet.
1: (laughs) Remember the part where... uh... Where they went backwards? Yeah. Fuck yeah, I do. Fuck
0: yeah, baby. I remember
1: also uh, (laughs) not being able to hear anything in that movie as well.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Hard nothing.
1: Cronenberg, dude, if you told me tomorrow that, like, Cronenberg has been, like hanging out with Chris Nolan all the time and, like, really, like, he's, like, his, like, young muse. I'd be like...
0: (laughs) His young muse. (laughs) It's like a 50-year-old man. And he's
1: like, well, I don't have the money to do any of that, but I can definitely make the movie sound like shit.
0: (laughs) Let me give it the old Nolan polish. Uh, I saw the trailer for uh, his new movie in theaters uh, before Nope Oppenheimer.
1: Yeah, I saw the trailer
0: for that. It was in the just theaters for something like a lot.
1: It definitely looks like a lot.
0: It like made him seem like he was James Bond or something, of which he was a frail old man. I don't. I don't fucking. I don't perceive myself thinking that I want to see that movie. Particularly. <laughs> you don't perceive yourself.
1: Well, we're gonna get stuck watching that fucking movie because that's what everyone is gonna be talking about in the goddamn rental zone, oh, and those the are the ones God that get the Rambo listens. Um, speaking what,
0: of the speaking ones of the that the get the zone, what the
1: fuck do you guys want from us? <laughs> <laughs> in terms of what? Just like just the perpetual discontent.
0: What are you looking for from that group? <laughs> the rental zone has been a long experiment at this point. It's that's for sure. So weird. <laughs> it is a weird place for sure. I um, uh, full of colorful characters.
1: I uh, I was chatting with my friend, John um via text who lives in Colorado. And I haven't seen in like probably like four years. And I made some joke and he was like, he was like, that's funny as shit. You should have a podcast. And I was like, I do have a podcast. And he was like, really? And I was like, yeah, you know, the rental zone. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like explaining <laughs> that there's a Facebook group. And, he, and then I'm like, well, like the next question is like, so all those people are there because they're fans of the podcast? And I'm like, no. It's because they're fans of the Disco Biscuits. <laughs> I don't get how this happened, but it explains why everyone's opinion is so bad. Yeah. And everyone thinks such terrible things are so good. <laughs>
0: very true like
1: dude what like i would love to see like a data analytics chart of like the correlation between like hyping up modern jam band concerts and like just like rat raving about <laughs> fucking like shit like this movie and <laughs> like just the new thing from the thing that was once wonderful anyway shout out <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the rental zone. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's so funny that someone fucking
0: rated all your ratings. Yeah, you'll have to check that out afterwards. That rules. That, we need more not of, all of them. He no, just pointed out no, like two or three funny we ones. We need more of that energy. Yeah. I want to get in fights. That's press. I
1: don't need people in the <laughs> rental zone being like, yo, have you played Meow yet? Like, um, Or whatever this fucking cat game is. Like, no. I'm here for cold, hard adversarial drama.
0: Yeah, whatever happened to that? Yeah. We used to really deal in Shouldn't that. should you say it crazy in there? I know, people are getting Too many his
1: partners were like, what are you so upset about at one in the afternoon? It's like, oh, someone liked the Matrix!
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> we had the beautiful experience of seeing all those opinions collide for the first time, you know? real hotbed of information.
1: I feel like what happened was, like...
0: Now it's, like, post-dystopian.
1: Yeah. Well, what was happening was, like, we were doing the brackets and shit, and it was, like, <laughs> it was, like, during the pandemic where people's lives were falling apart, and it was, like, a <gasps> piece of consistency in their lives. And people were really hinging their fucking, their, their shit to it, and then we started doing nothing, and people are just floundering. <laughs> it's, like, what Fantasy Tour was like when Fish was on hiatus. <laughs> yeah.
0: Or just the biscuits, period. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, any
1: final thoughts, Dan? There's one dickhead named Raekwon being like, oh, the, the, the 16th was a phenomenal Shh. effort all around. It was not. Yeah. Trash movie. Fucking fine episode of the Movie Books
0: podcast. <laughs> I'm done with 5B. Yeah, I feel good that. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. Can I mean, we
1: watch something <laughs> that will bring me joy? <laughs> I want to smile one time.
0: (laughs) Will Fast and Furious 7 bring you joy? Dude, if the
1: next movie I watch is Fast and Furious 7, like, I'm going to fucking kill myself. (laughs) Like, I've been having to go to... Dude, I've gone to the Philly Film Center more in the last two months than I have in the last five years just trying to watch movies that bring me comfort. (laughs) I sat there for three hours watching the extended director's cut of Brazil on a Wednesday, and I was like, that's how I prepared for this.
0: Um, Hmm. Where do you want to take it from here? What's the vibe?
1: I don't know. I need people to fucking start throwing us shit that we don't know about. Like, I need the next duets. I need the next Little Italy. Like, that's what I'm fucking needing here, man. Well, that's
0: what we're going to have to go back into. So you're just going to have to trust trust the process, you know? We got some. We have a list. We have a backlog. Oh, there's a list (laughs) of bad movies that we should definitely go back into. I mean, I'm. I, I'm thirsting for good-bad again. Yeah. I think you're feeling the same way. Yeah, so. I, want,
1: I want to have a lighthearted episode. I don't want to be having these episodes. Well, dude.
0: I... <laughs> yeah, I know. What Listen, the... 5B Wait, was like five episodes, and it felt like a fucking lie. I know, and we knew what we were getting into. Remember the Lost miniseries, how happy we were? Yeah,
1: this is what I'm saying. I want to feel pleasure again. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, I do
0: too. I'm totally with you.
1: Like, dude, it, you know how exhausting it is to be like, trying to schedule a time to watch a movie during the week with as little free time as I have and being like, while I'm trying to work it into the calendar, being like, by the way, you can't watch with me. I need right. the TV to myself, and you need to not enter the room because I'm embarrassed at what we're watching and you're going to be upset.
0: You know, it's been like, because, you know, we, we record like kind of almost, I would say like once a month or slightly more than, yeah ever so slightly more than once a month, but um I haven't even looked at the list in a really long time, but I, I'm pretty sure there's some stinkeronis on there that we really need to investigate. But they just—they uh, don't need to be stinkeronis. We have good—we <laughs> have good episodes about good movies too. Do we? Barry Lyndon is a nice episode. That's what I feel like. That's what we just have been doing for five episodes. But they've all
1: been shit that one of us has hated. So it's—is <laughs> that true? Uh, no, Sallow,
0: you gave an eight point yeah, seven yeah, five. Yeah,
1: Sallow was a good episode.
0: Um, Father's Day, you gave an eight. We both like that. I forgot my Father's Day. I think you're forgetting what went on here. This uh, I week. I think is you're upset because we watched me. Crash because Crash sucked. <laughs> and then Sallow took a lot out of us emotionally. Um, yeah, no, climax just really bummed me out. That's a shame. I mean it's meant to be definitely a bummer. I'm just like sick of A twenty four shit, man. I don't want to get into that with you because I'm not. But they do make some absolute stinkeronian Pete's. <laughs> How about barbed wire how does that feel see like we missed the moment
1: for that because we, we were did. trying to do that when pam and tommy was a thing like that's true <laughs> i don't know when
0: is the moment to watch house of gucci
1: <laughs> i said that i'm not watching house of gucci I've i said thought that you said
0: day. that cat said that you were going to watch house of gucci she
1: did that it has, has it, not it,
0: happened it's, it's a... <laughs> not what's going to happen it's not what's going to happen <laughs> dude i'm not watching that <laughs> shit no <laughs> But you like The Last Duel. No, I didn't. Oh.
1: <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We keep watching all these... Everyone's, like, always making fun of me because I'm not up with new movies. Every time we watch a new movie, it's fucking terrible.
0: <laughs> all right, well, it's apparent that we're going to have to do a rebrand like, or rejigger. No, we
1: can do some shit movies because every, like, fourth one, we find one that's actually amazing, and that's worth the journey, <laughs> and then we can sprinkle in some fucking good movies. This time... We're ending up in a situation where I thought we were gonna watch two good movies today and I hated them both, so I'm fucking frazzled.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Crimes of the Future, I really, really dislike. That's fucking wild. I it mean was a lot of people hated it. Nothing. Yeah, it was it was brutal. Was
1: <laughs> like like dude, like so we were talking last episode about like the classic Dan End and Nothing review. Like not, like I felt nothing. Like like this is for sure my new benchmark for like movie that made me feel nothing. Impressive. Crimes of the future. Dude. Fucking. <laughs> crimes of the boo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm fucking saying? David Disonenberg's Crimes of the Butcher. Yeah. No, I didn't Berg anyone for Crash. Now I really disownenberg this fool.
0: So it seems like you want to watch good movies. I'd like. But, but also somehow find bad gems without having to run the gamut of watching them.
1: Uh, I feel like that's exactly what we managed to achieve for our first two seasons. There's no reason we can't continue doing that. Okay. Wow. Do you disagree? Well, I think we've been leaning too hard. Like 5B was a nice diver. Even though I'm frustrated now because these movies were terrible. Like I, I was, it was the most rewarding creatively for me of the last little bit. Cause I've, you know, I've always felt weird about when we like pander to like what people are fucking currently watching because I end up hating it, and then it's just a movie. It's just, like, an episode of me being like, sorry, like, yeah, I fucking thought the thing that you all love and are, like, making your lives better. Like, I think it's the worst.
0: Like Running this podcast now is like having, like, a fussy child who <laughs> you can't figure out what to feed them is, like, my current position. Yeah, I need to figure out what kind of snacks Dan Enden likes. Yeah, no, it's like... It's but like, then Dan it, it, sometimes like, brings like, his own it, snacks, and they're fucking terrible.
1: It's like you starving for the affection of a parrot, and then the parrot... Gives you a little bit of a,
0: just a little taste and it makes it all worth it. What would be a good entry point for you then? Like, like some,
1: weren't you stoked when I loved Father's Day?
0: Yeah, but um, are we gonna like sit and re listen to the Father's Day episode again and again? No, exactly.
1: I, I just feel like it's good. We should. The podcast used to have more, uh, like more meta analysis of the podcast, and I felt like we were really working out our direction on air.
0: Well, this is a big diversion we took here. Yeah, so I just like. I think we were doing that. When do we think we're? When do you think we're at our best? When we're reviewing bad movies that are embarrassing.
1: Okay, like, like duets, because duets. Yeah,
0: duets. The Buried Secret of M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, uh, yeah, see that shit. Incident at Loch Ness.
1: See, like I felt we were. (laughs) Yeah, see that. that, That's the shit I I hate. I hate it. (laughs) <laughs> that sh- it's so boring. It's, like, I don't want to go into something assuming it's going to be terrible. I want to go into something because we think there might be a nugget of fucking actual gold in there, like, duets. I was like, that plot sounds terrible. And I watched the trailer and was like, this looks like it's going to be insane. Disclosure? Like, that's when I feel we're at our best. Like, Disclosure is, like, the sweet spot for me. Love Disclosure. Disclosure, Armageddon, the long-lost Armageddon episode. <laughs> like, movies that, like, you know... They're fucking enjoyable to watch, but also they're insane. Right. That's what I, that's what I'm looking for. All that's right, what well, I'm, I'm striving uh, for. Like disclosure, like impacted my life for the positive. We're going to take a <laughs> few
0: weeks off, obviously, and I'm going to do some deep diving research here. So we got to make something happen for, yeah. the, for Dan. For both of us. <laughs> Is it fun
1: for you to have a million consecutive episodes
0: of you being like, I really like this movie. I mean, being like, I fucking hated it. That's not fun for either of us. No, I would much rather be laughing at something. Yeah. 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 So we got to go downwards we can't be watching Father's Day and, and Barry Lyndon. We're going right, to be going right, downwards. Right. I and mean, there's, how do you like go downwards from fucking Crimes of the Future? <laughs> this movie stunk. You need to go from embarrassing and dark from, to embarrassing and hilarious. Yeah,
1: Clerks 3, coming out soon. Like, what's Baby!
0: That, what's that movie with <laughs> Dan Aykroyd where he has a penis for a nose starring Chevy Chase? <laughs> what is this? I don't know what you're talking about. What? <laughs> a movie where Dan Aykroyd. It's like his. Um... Are you talking about the one that he directed? Yeah, it's like yeah. his. His the Nutty Professor yeah. where he plays yeah. a bunch of disgusting characters. Yeah,
1: and... I forget what that movie. No, that's not what I'm talking. about. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're gonna have to give me a list. I don't know. I've been
0: keeping a list for a while. I'm and wondering I feel like
1: you're if displeased with it. I, no, I'm just. I'm wondering if we've if we've tackled all the things that fit into that criteria. Like Soul Man. Like that's like that was a revelation. Well, it's pretty low hanging. How many Soulmans are
0: there? I mean, there's a couple more <laughs> <laughs> that we definitely haven't seen yet. But
1: no, we well, we have a list. There were things I was excited about on the list. You know, there's going to be swings and misses. I uh, I'm just I'm feeling I'm feeling bleak. Five B had its it, reasonable impact on me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I uh, cli- climax really got to me. I had a bad time watching that. It,
0: <laughs>
1: um. But I don't know.
0: I, I had the absolute worst time of my life watching Crash. Like yeah. Nightmare fuel. Yeah. And that, see, that's a funny episode because <laughs> you were real upset. So it sounds like you like episodes where I'm upset and you're not.
1: I like there. I like. Well, yeah, obviously, that's a preference. But like, <laughs> but in general, I like there to be a solid balance. And right. I but I would like that to also be balanced by situations where we're both pumped and sure. situations where we both think something is terrible.
0: Alright, well this is I'm tired of trying to it, The Irish I'm trying just, to get you I'm I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: tra- I'm, st- I'm tired of trying to open your eyes as to why you're wrong is what I'm saying.
0: Obviously shame. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, yeah, but I said it first. That's so true. <laughs> and with that mature assessment, <laughs> should we should we leave our audience?
1: Yeah, should we just like I don't know, anything else you want to review? Should we
0: do a side piece? <laughs>
1: Even watch on anything? Lately.
0: You don't watch anything, Dan. What would we review? Baseball?
1: I could review baseball like. I would I've prefer watched some not. Things, I've watched some things lately.
0: Yeah, like what? <laughs>
1: I've watched numerous. Uh, I watched this documentary on Netflix about. This this girl in a picture who I watched that too. They couldn't find her forever. She was a stripper and whatnot.
0: That was alright.
1: That, that was a movie. It's fun. I watched this thing on Netflix with uh, interviews with John Wayne Gacy.
0: I did too. It was, it was that was pretty harrowing. Yeah, that was brutal. I like
1: that. Um, I uh, I watched uh, fucking that goddamn show from Mac Max Apple TV show they're making a video game that was the worst the absolute worst What? Mythic Quest have you seen that oh you've been mad about that before yeah but I tried more and
0: it's even worse Uh, I found it passable uh, what else is going on but cringe super cringe Uh, anything about you know me anything about current technology or streaming I
1: watched fucking Boba Fett
0: what really yeah interesting didn't like that huh I liked it more than the Mandalorian. Whoa, that's a galaxy hot take.
1: Yeah, I like. I, I
0: don't. I, I think, thought it was badass at points. Uh, yeah. had some great shit. In it. I
1: thought the highs were high enough that overall, like, because like Star Wars to me at this point in my life is like a series of lows, but the highs that I have are high enough that I'm happy. Whereas Boba Fett, I just found generally kind of middle of the road. Like, I had fun. I mean, or Mandalorian rather, I found middle of the road.
0: Boba Fett climbed out of the Sarlacc pit And then brought his ship back And put it in its face and shot at it <laughs> I don't know how any fan of Star Wars Couldn't have fun with that, but whatever People yeah. are so jaded at this point How could you not be with that much Star Wars? I enjoyed Obi-Wan, but also found oh, it pretty Oh, dude, flawed. no, dude, sorry
1: I'm talking about Obi-Wan Jesus Christ, I'm Dan. sorry. I'm sorry, I forgot, I did not watch Boba Fett <sighs> For fuck's sake I'm sorry, I'm, I'm talking about Obi-Wan I like Obi-Wan Good for you good to know. <laughs> it's like that was the first one that's like aware that it's terrible. Where all these other ones are trying to act like they're not. Do you think it terrible. was
0: aware that it was terrible? I think so. Okay. How so? Just fucking I don't I don't know. The most terrible moment for me in the series is the first time Vader confronts Obi-Wan and he, Obi, he like turns his lightsaber on and Obi-Wan just runs away behind a mountain of dirt. <laughs> I mean, that whole fucking show is just Obi-Wan running
1: around and hiding behind shit.) <laughs> <laughs> All the time. Very true. Um, I don't know. I feel like I've been watching more shit than usual. I watched a lot of Ink Master. Okay. Are you familiar with Ink Master? No. The tattoo competition? No, I've heard of it, but no thanks. Survivor 42, quality season. Okay. What else you got? What's, what's popular on TV that's not made by Marvel? I bet I've been watching some things.
0: Uh, right now, I'm watching. Do you want to play a game of what is Dan and the Knowledge? It's everything, but right now I'm watching um, Under the Banner of Heaven with Andrew Garfield playing a detective in the 90s who's an LDS Mormon investigating a bunch of Mormon murders. Oh, I watched the fucking
1: goddamn Mormon thing.
0: Keep Sweet, Pray No Bad. I watched
1: the Keep Sweet thing. I watched. <laughs> that the... was fucked. That was fucking insane. <laughs> I watched the goddamn weight loss cult documentary.
0: The Way Down. Yeah, I watch that. I could do a whole podcast on The Way Down, dude. That shit is fucking See, look, hilarious. I've been watching some
1: shit. It's just all there true is. crime
0: documentaries. <laughs> I'm cool with that. I, I like those a lot. Should we do a true crime crime podcast next? Should we solve a real murder?
1: Yeah, it's going to be three hours of us being like, yeah, that one was awesome, too. Oh, yeah. you mean like how people do the true crime podcast? Yeah, well, do. You do. Listen, do you listen to
0: those? Some I used to. I listened to one. Back when Serial got big, I was listening to like 45 crime podcasts yeah, a day. Yeah,
1: Serial was... Well, did you hear the one that came out during COVID, the like missing on nine eleven. no uh, about this uh is this. it a good one i need a good podcast right now you should check it out uh, well i i don't i don't know what you would like but it was the it's like gone girl if gone girl took place at 9-11 what <laughs> That's all
0: that does not appeal to me that sounds so <laughs> contrived do, do i have to
1: it's it's like a woman. What, is is w- a,
0: re- a true story? It's a true story. A woman oh. a
1: woman went missing oh, cool. on 9-11. What's the name of the podcast,
0: you know? Missing, missing on 9-11. On 9/11. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Just <laughs> like Pete Davidson's dad. Random button alert. Perfect. <laughs> Did you watch that King of Staten Island movie? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, and it was fine. Firefighters are pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and proof positive, the only firefighter comedy is Pete Davidson. Fuck. And Bill Burr. <laughs> a raging misogynist, which I can't be down with in 2022. He only has one pronoun. What an old school guy.
1: You're seriously going to fucking end the season on a fucking pronoun rant? It's not over. You sound like fucking
0: Bill Burr's new special.
1: Right now I'm... Uh, have you watched any of the Netflix is a joke, numerous stand-up comedy specials that come out? I, I watched one,
0: love. and it was the awkward hellishness of uh, stand-up comedy that I do not prefer and turned it off. It felt like a factory meat grinder of comedy. What then- you need to watch, Dan, truly, <laughs> uh-huh. is the
1: tribute to Bob Saget.
0: Okay. You said stage, it was like a funeral.
1: This, Yeah, it is a funeral on stage. This is like, it, it is MBPCEU. Royalty. (laughs) Dude, Chris Rock is sitting there. Jim Carrey's next to him in a full-blown fur coat. They are all wasted. It's so weird. Okay, I will watch that. It is is dystopian the way they are talking about Bob Saget, like he's Martin Scorsese, dude. Like, it is (laughs) insane. John Mayer is there the whole time on a couch playing guitar and gives a speech Dude, you know, you, to you watch, gotta watch, I you to, gotta yeah, gotta watch no, it. spoil it. This it actually is,
0: sounds like cringe masterpiece Dude, I was
1: crawling out of my skin. <laughs> yes! Like, actually. This
0: gives me a lot of energy. I was levitating. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch this now. Dude,
1: the detached reality of, like, Jim Carrey trying to make jokes about, like, how rich he is and shit, like, <laughs> as he's there in a fur, fur coat, that, it, that he's making jokes about people th- trying amazing. to throw paint at him down the street. He's wearing a coat that's bigger than his entire body.
0: I'm a huge fan of this already. Dude, um, it's out of control. It's Bob Saget, dude. <laughs> I guess I was going to talk about a, the books I've been reading, but that's so stupid. No one reads. Yeah, no one reads anymore. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I apologize. I've been reading a Norm MacDonald's
0: book. It's, it's, it's quality. doesn't end in the middle of a sentence. Did you watch his, like, final special or whatever? Was it worth yeah. watching? Yeah. Yeah, it's worth Was watching. it, like, his inside Bo Burnham, but he dies yes. at the end?
1: yes. But like insofar as like his whole thing is like anti art, so like it wasn't his try-hard. Fair enough. Nice riff. <laughs>
0: Did you watch the B sides of, of uh yeah. inside? Yeah, yeah. I thought those all slapped. Yeah.
1: All right. I'm 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 pretty much a big anything Bo Burnham does supporter. I liked that movie he made. Eighth grade?
0: Yeah. A twenty four is eighth grade. Yeah. Great movie. It was a quality movie. Yeah, and then he was in Promising Young Woman, which was good. Did you watch that? No. You should check that out. It's on my list. It's good, not great, but Um, but very good. What have we been watching? This
1: HBO show, uh, Love Bullshit, with, I don't know, with fucking Anna Kendrick, where it's an anthology about Anna Kendrick being, uh, it's hard to be a girl.
0: (laughs) That sounds like my nightmare. Yeah, it's for sure your nightmare. Pass, double pass, make a pass on that. It's got the black dude from Midsommar in it. Ooh. The dude from that stupid ass from Good con- Place, contrived horrible sitcom. Good Place. Good Place was very funny,
1: very contrived, but very funny show. Ted Danson. Anything with Ted Danson, I'm I'm on the Danson train. That's my David Cronenberg. <laughs> he Ted? looks he looks like the better version of him.
0: <laughs> dude, dude, Ted Two Danson white boxes.
1: is so classically hilarious. He's like the original Matthew Perry.
0: Cheers, baby. It, would that get you going if we did whole nine yards? Oh yeah. Okay. Especially now with all the Bruce drama, I think uh, I uh, think that's doable, dude. Let's do. Should we do whole nine, whole ten for the next episode? Well, because you haven't seen whole ten, right? Or have you seen neither of them? I don't think I've seen I've seen one on TV a few times, but and I know the general plot, and I remember like Matthew Perry like falling backwards over a fence or something okay. a few times. Yeah, no, we I,
1: need to do both of them, and I need to like that's one that I where I want to take you on the journey because that movie whole nine yards was very integral to my. To once I discovered that if I could sneak something innocuous looking past uh, the parents' eyes at Hollywood Video, I could see some boobs, and there were some very
0: Amanda Peet's knockers, yeah, crucial, crucial
1: crucial breasts in that film for me, for sure.
0: Can't wait. Um, but Whole Ten
1: Yards, dude.
0: This is this is going to be a for sure Dan and inverse pick, though, dude, through and through. No, Whole Ten Yards is so ridiculous. I also would like to do, what? What's the, and I get them confused with these movies, with John Travolta. It's called, like, Be Cool and Very Cool. Uh, Be Cool is the sequel to uh, Get Shorty. Yeah, I've heard Be Cool is terrible. I'd Be like,
1: Cool is... <laughs> I would
0: like to watch that. So
1: boring. Oh, no. Be Cool just sucks because it's got, like, the greatest cast ever, and it's just boring as shit. Hey-hoo! It's a bad movie. I mean, I haven't seen it since it came out, but I used to own it. Or we should do uh what's it, Old Dogs. Old Dogs, that movie fucking sucks balls too, but that's that's like a that's a quality <laughs> podcast movie. I don't know why I've seen that. Alright, all we of got some movies. good things drumming up yeah, here. But like this is the vibe I'm looking for. So right. I'm a little bit more lighthearted. Okay, okay let's we, do it. We gotta counter we gotta counter the, the, the shit. See you guys in like a month. Yeah. Ish.
2: <laughs> Whenever you want to. Yeah. Bye.